Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. You know, we haven't done one of these in a little while, and I'm super excited to actually start interviewing our team again. Now, one of the reasons why we haven't done it in a while is because well, we've been hiring like crazy people. And uh, hi, so it was like, what, six months ago? How long have you been with us now, Allison? That's about six months. Yes. Six months. Okay. So uh, you're due. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a rite of passage for all of you who don't know this. Uh, after you've been with our organization, then we really do try to get you on our podcast because, well, well, we're a podcasting company, so you should probably be on a freaking show. All right. So officially your title is, and let's actually start there and then we're going to, we're going to dive into some other stuff. Sure. Oh, my official title is client success manager. Client success yeah. manager. So we made a huge consciousness shift, uh, uh, really a little bit more than six months ago before we brought you on board, that client success is the most important thing that we need to be focusing on. At, at early on, we were really focused on a great product, right? That was our big thing. And we've kind of got that dialed in now. Now it's all about what can we do to make our clients more successful? And you are integral. And we're going to dive into that a little bit more deeply during the show. But let, let's find out about you. What? Where'd you come from, man? How did you, like, why are are you here? What makes you tick? What do you do outside of work? All of those things. Great. Thanks, Matt. First of all, thanks for having me. I was a little nervous, but now I'm super excited about this. So where did I come from? I don't know. I always joke that I think I have this little bit of an inform. Uh, what's that? Imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Why is this girl from New Brunswick, Canada, all of a sudden a manager of client success for this fabulous startup company? And how did it start? And I just realized that it started back in high school. Um, I was always the girl known as the talker. I was the one that raised questions in the class. I was always the one that felt that questions needed to be answered and you don't get answers without the questions and realizing as well that most people had the same questions. So I asked a lot of questions, you know, went through my career, moved a lot with my husband in the beginning, tried everything. I was a lumber grader, if you can imagine, hard hat, steel toe, the whole kit and caboodle. Mm -hmm. I've worked in a craft supply wholesaler. I've done insurance, which was a big bulk of my career and probably where I got most of my client experience background mm -hmm. and then did a little switch for the last few years into the beauty industry which I think is also like a client success, client experience background because you're dealing one-on-one -on -one with people and you want them to be happy. Then knowing our chief operating officer from a previous life, she reached out and said, hey, want to be a part of the best company up and growing in Canada and the United States right now? And I was like, hmm, yes. And so, yeah, and that's when I came on board. So let's pray so there are a lot of stuff there but but i want to go back to the 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 beauty industry thing because yeah. you and i had a conversation a little while ago that i thought was really really impactful and, and i don't think people really truly understand what you did and and how those interactions have really shaped this next phase of your life so what did you do exactly Let, let's talk a little bit about that Sure. And I'll just back up that truck a little bit, Matt, in that how I got into the beauty industry. Good call. Good call. Right. So I 
was working for a large Canadian insurance company as a team manager, a team leader, client success team leader, if you will. And my mother passed and then a very good family member passed all within about a year and a half of each other. And I went into a depression. I'm not shy to talk about it. I feel it's something that needs to be talked about. I have a fantastic family doctor. I saw an amazing therapist and got myself where I wanted to be. However, it wasn't in corporate world at that time. So I sat down and thought, what could I do? And I just happened to have a really good friend who owned a salon. And she said, well, why don't you do this? You're a people person. You're creative. You enjoy talking to people. Uh, you know, as long as you have some hand and eye dexterity, you, you'll probably be really good at this. So at the age, ripe age of 44 years old, I went back to school. That was a challenge in itself, just going back and, you know, being with 18, 19, 20 year olds, learning a new craft, but I loved it. So my career then entailed working in a salon that was actually located in a nursing home, a nursing home, retirement home, assisted living home, however you want to call it. And I got to meet some of the most amazing people. We also did what we call outside business or street business, if you will. And how I think customer experience and client success related to that was just having these one-on-one -on -one conversations, getting to know the people. Oh, I loved it so much. I have uh, one lady, her name's Dorothy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here, but what the heck? Dorothy is my absolute favorite. She's 98 years old and remembers things that I don't. She and I have a really special bond. I even still go visit her in the last six months since transitioning over here to Proudmouth. It's so I was a nail tech. I did gel nails. I did um, manicures. I did pedicure. You know, I even rubbed people's feet. And while that's not for everyone, I didn't mind it. I was actually getting known to be one of the best pedicures in the city because I did a really good job and really took the time to make people feel special, even if it was just, you know, a little extra pressure here, a little extra essential oil there, whatever it took. And I built friendships with my clients. And that's one of the things that I really, really enjoyed about it. And now you're bringing that here, right? And, and, and I wanted you to deconstruct that because number one, doing that in a retirement community is a very, very different thing than a high volume, right? You were all about the relationships and they wanted to come back and spend time with you and they wanted this experience. And, and that's really what we've really, that's what we brought you here for. We wanted yes. that level of attention and care and listening. And guys, I, I want all of you to think about this from a, you're a financial services professional, Listening is your most important tool that you could ever have. And one of the neat things about Allison being here is her desire to listen, listen to our team members, listen to our clients, and then take that information without any predisposition or judgment and say, okay, this is the direction that we really need to do. And, and I absolutely love that. But let's break down client success. So uh, you have always been interested in making sure that the clients feel successful. What does that mean? And how do you break that down here? So that's a really good question, Matt, because I have been doing a lot of research into that. I go online, LinkedIn, you know, there's a lot of client success managers and different groups. I even Googled uh, courses. Turns out there's only one client experience or client success manager course right now in all of North America in San Francisco, because it's not something that's taught in school. 
But what does that mean to me? That means really having those relationships. What it looks like for me is the client to feel that relationship, knowing that they could either pick up the phone or write us an email or send us a note, whatever they need to do, that it's going to be answered, it's going to be listened to, and we're going to work together to make them a success. When you and I were talking before the podcast, you mentioned to me about possibly reaching out to um, our other founder, Kirk, our CEO, Lisa, and asking them what we want client success to be. But I don't think that's the right way to go. I think when if you want to know what client success is, ask the client. And that's terrifying for people, Allison, and you know that. I mean, when you were back in the big corporate world, I mean, oh, my goodness gracious, getting client feedback is terrifying. And and. We know that that is the most important thing, but it does take a level of of bravery and it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, we've really tried hard to build one hell of a business here and we found out that we fell short on a couple of things and uh, and now we're doing whatever we can to remedy that, but we never would have known that if we didn't ask. Exactly. And, you know, I reached out to a couple of clients personally Uh, with, you know, concerns that they had. I don't ever like to call them conflicts or complaints. To me, they're learning opportunities. They are reasons that we can grow. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why a client might reach out. Tone in an email or a note doesn't really relay always the best message. So sometimes the best answer is just picking up the phone. And even just recently reached out to one of our clients, had a really great conversation with them about what they wanted. We hear a lot of times, oh, I don't want to sound salesy. And I was like, well, what's, what is sounding salesy to you? Right? Is it asking for business? You're in the business of making business, like getting business. Why would asking for the business sound salesy? If you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. If you don't ask for the ice cream, you ain't going to get the ice cream, right? <laughs> That's the way I look at it. So um, reached out to them and said, what do you want to sound like? What do you want? What is success for you? How long is it going to take you to get there? What are your expectations of us? Would you like to know what our expectations of you are? Mm. And reiterate that as well, because we have expectations for our clients and our client success, as well as they have expectations from us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you don't know the expectations, you've been married for quite a while. We've talked yeah. about that <laughs> offline, right? You know, if you, if you, well, he should know that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, even after 30 years, 20 years, whatever, yeah. it's still good to make sure that you're both clear on those expectations. Oh, and, and we want to have long-term relationships with our clients. Uh, so let's talk about what you're working on. So some of the core fundamental things that you've been working on in the last six months, let's have our audience hear that. Sure. So definitely opening the lines of communication is very, very important to me. We are, as Matt said in the beginning of the podcast, we are hiring because we want to have the capacity to have those relationships. So I've been highly involved in all of the hiring process for our new client success coordinators who are the first point of contact after talking to Matt. And they, we're growing that department so that they are prepared to have those conversations. They are wanting to have those conversations, but we have the capacity so they can have those conversations. So that's first and foremost, one of the biggest things we've been working on. And so far, you know, we're having a lot of success with that. Second thing we're working on is reviewing our onboarding process. How can we make this easy for you? 
as mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, I said I was a little nervous and now I'm excited, but we know that our clients are nervous to podcast. They want to podcast. They have all the ideas in the world, but they don't want to sound silly. They don't want to sound funny. So we want to make sure that when they they come on board, that the process is super easy, super communica- communicative. <laughs> I'm really bad at enunciation sometimes. And we want them to feel like they've come home. They are ready to podcast. We are here to help them. So that's a big project that we're working on. And we have some really great team members that are doing a lot of work to get us there. Having somebody be comfortable behind the microphone. And we, so Kirk and I failed at that miserably when we first started the Top (laughs) Advisor Marketing Podcast. We get people to come on the show and they're like, they're freaking out. It's the day of the like we're ready to record and they're like I'm not ready, I'm not ready. So we thought, okay, what do we need to do to change that and and we've been building systems in place much like the systems that we are now implementing uh for the client success journey. Mm-hmm. Um but but let's talk so you've had conversations and you're dealing with the hundred and some odd clients that we have now. Uh you're you're involved in a lot of the conversations. What are you hearing are making these clients of ours successful? What What is like a common thread or how are you, what are you gleaning from that? Oh man, I'm loving this question. One of the major things that I'm seeing of our most successful podcasting clients is kind of twofold. One, they're prepared. They are mm-hmm. coming prepared for their podcast. They've got their show notes. They know what they're going to talk about. They know who their guest is, what their guest can talk about. They are ready. Okay. Actually, I'm going to say threefold. The second one is that they are also promoting their podcast. Um, It's not a magic world where you record it, we do everything for you, and magically there's a million listeners. It doesn't work that way. Share your podcasts. That's all I can say to you. Send it to your friends, even if they're not interested in the financial industry or the law industry or the medical industry or whatever happens to be the industry that they're not interested in. But share your podcast with your friends, right? Share it with your prospects, you, everybody has a prospect list. You know, that client that reached out, but's not quite sure they want to pull the trigger yet. Share it with them. Share it with other financial advisors to say, Hey, I'll share mine. You share yours. Right. Like it's such a collaborative agreement. Right. And I think the third thing that we're really starting to push for that is going to have a ton of success that we've been working on really hard is personalization and humanization. I actually listened to one of Matt's webinars. Matt is an authority on podcasting. He's amazing at it. And one of the speakers in the group mentioned, don't be talking about your trade all the time. People know what you know, right? Start talking about yourself. Why would they want to work with you? Why do they want to see, why would they want to see you at a baseball game? Because it shows that you have a life. It shows that you are concerned about your own life. And it shows that humanization, that personalization that is going to get you followers, watchers, listeners, whatever you're looking for. Don't beat them over the head. It's like flogging a dead horse, right? If you start putting out content of the same thing, same thing, same thing, right? That's not how, you know, bring them into you. And I think it's, I don't know if it's Matt. I think it's you that always say people like people who are people. Yeah. Well, so on that webinar, which was a whole bunch of funds, we did that with advisor websites and Snappy Kraken. Um, yeah. and, and it was an all-star lineup. Like these were oh, powerhouse it people. Was it was really fantastic. Um, 
there are statistics that back that up. So yes. content, 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 personal content, like, uh, so one of the ladies who was, uh, who's a really good friend of ours, um, her name is Shauna. Mm -hmm. Um, she was talking about how she posted a picture of like her and her dog yeah. hiking somewhere, yeah. right? It got 10 times the amount of views yeah. and interactions because people like, and now every time they talk to her, they're like, oh my God, you, I'm a dog person too, right? right? People are looking for the connection. Why aren't you providing that connection in your marketing and your content? It's just, it baffles me. It does. And me too. I'm the same way, Matt. I've been using LinkedIn now for some time. You know, I just hit my hundred connections. I know that's a, that's a big step for me. I'm yeah. really excited about that. And I will do the work things. I will share the work things. I will write the content, you know, about our job, about podcasting, et cetera. But then every now and then I throw in a picture of me on my kayak. Yep. And sometimes I relate it to what I'm learning in life or what I'm doing in life. And sometimes I just put a picture of my kayak. Yeah. I took a picture. Uh, I was out, uh, had to get out. We all work from home. And so I, I went to a park that I absolutely love. It's got Wi-Fi. I mean, it's just like this wonderful park here in, in Michigan. And I took a picture of myself in this park. And I said, this is where I come to think. Where do you go to think? we got 3000 people who interacted with that post. And I'm just like, why am I, you know, so <laughs> it, it is really wonderful. And in the world of podcasting, in the world of what we do for our clients, um, it's those, the, the human factor. So we talk about it with the perfect podcast formula. It's education, entertainment, storytelling, call to action, the storytelling. Some of those should be about you. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or about experiences you've had. One of my um, favorite podcasts, and I'm, I think I can throw a client's name out. Absolutely. Okay. Larry Heller mm -hmm. was talking about how to get prepared in the event you lose a spouse. And he tells the story of a woman rolling into his office with a suitcase full of papers going, I don't know what to do, but I saw your name on something. Right. And talks about prepare. And that story has stuck with me because I kept saying, I don't want to be the woman with the suitcase. Right. I remember back this one. This is a good one. And I when I was in the insurance industry, there is a program called the Chartered Insurance Professionals, like getting your CPA, but as an insurance agent. And I loved it because anytime I can get education or anything like that, I just love it. And I was taking probably what was the hardest course, which was liability. And as everybody, even Canada, US doesn't matter. Liability is such a gray area when it comes to what is covered, what isn't covered. And my teacher was a storyteller. And he had worked in claims and different liability claims and farm claims and you name it. And he told a story once of a guy who pretty much got scalped by some farm equipment. And like the whole kind of flap came off and he kind of pushed it back and held it on and kind of went in and called his insurance company before an ambulance. Anyway, and so I'm now in my exam writing my liability exam and a farm question came up and I'm literally in the exam with my hand on <sighs> my head writing my answer because the visual the storytelling made me think of that story so if anybody looked over <laughs> it looked like I was doing you know a little <laughs> some independent movements but it was it's that connection that I made and our clients are making connections with you if you make connections with them yeah. And if all you talk about is Roths and, you know, and 401ks and, you know, pension plans or you, you're going to maybe lose a little bit of that audience. You got to bring it back in. Talk about your own pension plan if you have to. But what kind of plans you're making 
for the future so that they realize, okay, this is not just about me. This is about everybody. Yeah. And I fall into that category. You know, maybe some advice. <laughs> the, the, one of my favorite things is, you know, physicians, right? So, so when I went in for, for my last knee surgery, which I have had many of them, um, you know, uh, we didn't talk about the surgery, right? Like I didn't care about the tools he was using or the anesthesia or whatever. We were talking about what I was going to be able to do after the surgery. Why aren't we doing that? Uh, and, and our more successful clients are doing that. That's, mm -hmm. So, hey, look, we do a Roth conversion, blah, blah, blah. But here's really why we do a Roth conversion is because it's going to massively impact your taxable income, blah, 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 and how you can live in retirement. Let's talk about what retirement could look like if you had an extra couple thousand bucks a month. That's humongous, right? Yes. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you I'm my favorite question. I'm going to add to that, oh, sorry, go, go, if you yeah. don't mind. Yep. I actually brought this subject up with my husband. So my husband works in pensions and benefits. He works in retirement. And I heard a term the other day on a podcast, and I wish I could credit the, the client right now, but intentional retirement. Intentional retirement. Having things to do intentionally when you retire. I love that. And I said to yeah. my husband, we have intentional retirement. And he's like, yeah, we do. So I'm yeah. And that's what you're talking about. What could what can your money do for you when you retire so that you can have the life you want? What do you want to do when you retire? Well, right. and I think retirement has fundamentally changed too. And in the intentional yeah. retirement in in that person who runs that show, one of the interesting things about that is uh, it's not always sitting on the golf course, gardening, no. you know, no. playing bingo. It's no. what are you actually going to do? And if you're working with an advisor who has those conversations and it's not all asset management, asset allocation, eking out X percent of return or guaranteed income, that's that's entertainment, right? Yes. We get back to that all the time. And you have to understand that this is a show. Yes. And you, if you come into it as a show and you bring that entertainment quality with great stories and good education, then when you go to that call to action, people are willing to do what you ask because you gave so much. And you've given us so much, Allison. Thank you so much. By the way, we love having you on the team. We're so proud oh, to have you here. You. you are such a great uh, a person. You're, you as a human are a magnificent human. And that's starting to uh, resonate with our team and, and that we just couldn't have asked for that any better. But I, I love asking this question because, you know, I don't know what I don't know. And I usually try to prepare very well for these. But what should I have asked you that I didn't? Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I thought about this and um, I, you know, at first it was all about what should our clients do? But then I thought, no, I'm going to make this entertainment and make this storytelling. So little known fact, I have a motorcycle license. I decided I needed to have my own hog, then decided I didn't want my own hog. So now I've downgraded to a scooter, nice. uh, which I absolutely love. I'm also a ballroom dancer. My husband and I took lessons for years, um, who the teacher ended up being my absolute best friend in the whole wide world. And uh, we even taught for a little while. So that was a lot of fun. And I'm an avid baker. I can read a recipe and tell you if it's going to be good or not. Like that's, that's a talent in itself yeah. because oh, yeah. I, you know, I know people who can't read a recipe. They're like, oh, this looks good. And they'll do it. And I'd be like, oh, you know, I was like, no, I can tell you right off if it's going to be. So those are some of the fun things I like to do yeah. on in my spare time. And yeah. those are all things I feel like have built who I am. You know, um, learning to ride a motorcycle, you know, dedication, education, you know, trying new things, uh, being a ballroom dancer, again, education, but entertainment, 
doing something fun for myself and baking again is learning, applying skills that I have. Yeah. Someday I'll have to show you some of the really funky cupcakes that I made, Matt. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely love that. Well, yeah. Allison, again, thank you for being a, a part of our team. And for those of you who are clients of ours, you're going to get to know Allison because uh, she's involved in a lot of our client stuff. And if you uh, are a client later down the road, you're going to be feeling the results of Allison uh, because it's all about client success. So Allison, thank you very much for being on the show. And um, yeah, I can't wait to continue to work with you. Thank you, Matt. I, and I think we should include the link to your webinar on the personalization in our show notes so that you guys can watch Matt in action as well. And we'll have all of our contact information as well. Magnificent. Well, yes. and listen, if you are still on the fence and you think to yourself, you know what, gosh, I'd really like to be able to start a podcast, but I don't know where to start. I don't really have a major budget for it, but I just want to dip my toe in the water. Uh, listen, join the Academy, everybody. The Pod Rocket Academy is free. There's the, the course Podcasting 101, which is absolutely fantastic. It's a great way for you to find out everything you need to know. We tell you everything you need to know in order to successfully start your show. So with that, for Alice and all of us here at ProudMouth, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.